how to manifest anything in any time frame. We have Peggy McCall, the author of Savvy Wisdom, and Bob Proctor, author of New York Times best-selling book, You Were Born Rich, and the star of The Secret, back with us to walk us through real-life examples of how you can manifest anything, big or small, in 24 hours, one year, or 10 years. We're going to collapse time frames, people. But as long as people continue to believe it's going to be hard to find their passion, they're going to experience it being hard to find their passion. When you're planting an idea, you're planting a spiritual seed in the garden of your mind. And no one knows what the gestation period is. So no amount of going to seminars, reading the books, watching the videos, or listening to the audios is going to do anything unless and until you understand it and you apply it. A paradigm is a multitude of habits in your subconscious mind that control your behavior. And the people that wrote that program, mostly they didn't know anything about what they were doing. I'm your host, Kiana Danielle, a four-time and a newly best-selling author and the founder of the Invest Diva movement, where we're moving towards helping one million moms take control of their financial future by the year 2025. This is part two of a three-part series with Peggy McCall and Bob Proctor. So make sure to hit that like button to help us with the YouTube algorithm, smash the subscribe button, and hit the bell notification as well so you don't miss out on our next episodes. Now, let's go say hi again to Peggy and Bob. Welcome back to the Investiva movement, Bob Proctor and Peggy McGall. I am just super psyched about having you guys here. In the previous video, we talked about Peggy's new book, a must read, a super easy read, one hour read, Savvy Wisdom. It will change your life if you need like just a quickie to get into that law of attraction mindset. This is the book to read. But today... Bob and Peggy are going to teach us how to manifest anything in any time frame. You have the floor. <laughs> Bob? Scott, throw the screen up. I'm going to draw you a picture. Look here. Let that circle represent your mind. This represents your body. We take the mind and divide it into two parts. The top half is the conscious. The bottom half is the subconscious. There's a power flowing into your consciousness right now. It's flowing to and through you. And when that power flows in, it just is. It's neither negative or positive. On a conscious level, we decide what it's going to be. What we think, nothing is good or bad, positive or negative, unless we think it is. And when this power flows in, you can build any idea you want. Now you talked about multiplying your income by 10. You can multiply it by 100 if you want. Whatever idea you build and you impress upon the subconscious mind, that idea is going to manifest with and through your body because it's the idea that controls the vibration you're in 
That controls how you behave, and it dictates the results you're going to get. It's the thoughts that you think that you get emotionally involved with. This is your emotional mind here, your subconscious mind. And as you let yourself get emotionally involved and stay with it. Now, what most people do, they let their outside results control their thinking. And that's an error. The outside results tells us what we have been thinking. And if we don't want those results, we got to change the thinking. That's what savvy wisdom is all about. Now, I've just given you a quick overview of what that book is all about. And you're reading how Sophie literally took this idea and became a very wealthy author with books all over the world. And that is a true part of the story. So when I was reading the book, one of the first chapters, it was about, I keep wanting to say Bob asking Peggy, uh, Savvy asking Sophie, <laughs> <laughs> what is your passion? Find your passion. And I find with my own students, finding what you want is just really hard. Like how do you choose it's a paradigm want, because there are so many different things that you could have. Well, we've been given this gift of choice and we all have it. But as long as people continue to believe it's going to be hard to find their passion, they're going to experience it being hard to find their passion. Oh my gosh. Right? Finding you know, your passion is also a goal. <laughs> <laughs> not necessarily. What I would do is I would assume I already know it. I would assume I already know it. Just demand that you know it. There's a, another great story. This isn't in Think and Grow Rich, or, well, it may be Bob will be able to tell us. But the story is Napoleon Hill wrote Think and Grow Rich and didn't have a title when he had submitted it to the publisher. And he had been thinking about the name of the book. And Napoleon Hill knew the importance of the name of a book. The book must be a name that catches people's attention and causes people to go, I want to read that book. And he had played with a number of different ideas. And it's been told that he came up with about 500 different titles for the book. And none of them really felt right. One day, the publisher called Napoleon and he said, Napoleon, I need the title of your book. We've got to create a cover. We have to get it out there in the world. And Napoleon said, yeah, but I don't have one yet. And he said, if you don't give me a title by tomorrow, I'm going to call this book, Use Your Noodle and Get the Boodle. <laughs> and Napoleon was like, you're going to ruin me. And he said, okay, I'm going to call you tomorrow and I'll have the name of the book. And so he said he went into his room and he sat on the edge of his bed and he just spoke to the universe and he said, I demand the perfect title for my book. But as he said it, he also relaxed in the knowing that he already had it using the law of assumption. So he relaxed knowing, oh, I have the perfect title. Like he connected to those feelings. He went to sleep. He woke up in the middle of the night and then bam, think and grow rich. It was there. It was in his consciousness. He got out of bed and called the publisher. Now the publisher wasn't impressed. What are you doing waking me up in the middle of the night? And he said, I have the title for the book. And he said, okay, what is it? And he said, think and grow rich. He said, you're right. It's perfect. It was worth waking me up in the middle of the night. But what did he do? He expected 
to have the title. And I believe when it comes to your passion and knowing what you're passionate about or what your purpose is in life, you have to understand that you're blocking the flow of energy. You know, and Bob's talking about the stick man concept, which is brilliant. And the way he explains it gives you the understanding that this idea that's floating out here, we decide, we take it in. And then from there, we impress it into our subconscious mind. We're in control. We're in control of this. A lot of people are giving their control away, not realizing that they have it. They already know what their passion is. They're just blinded by paradigms. I love this. And I what I what really resonates the most with me is just relaxing. Yes. Because when you're trying to start something new, majority of us, I mean myself included, which I mean, I actually believe I'm a, I'm very good with manifesting things, but still I struggle with that tense. Ten, like tension when I set my goals sometimes that I'm like, okay, is this, is this good enough? Like, am I going to like, you, you can't, but relaxing, yes. relaxing. You're so and you're the, opening up the, the creative flow. Like if you're tense, you block it. And I have it's, a question about the time frame because Napoleon, once he was pressed, he was forced to come up with a name. Is there anything to be said when you're manifesting something whether like what time frame you should put on it because we only i mean time is so valuable like we all have just so much time in our lives what is the, what is the time frame how do you choose the time frame you're guessing at the time frame no one knows what the time frame is for the manifestation of a goal for a long time we never knew how long it took for a seed for a carrot to grow we had to become aware of how long it took for crops to grow after we planted the seed. When you're planting an idea, you're planting a spiritual seed in the garden of your mind. And no one knows what the gestation period is. There's a law of gender, and the law of gender decrees all seeds have a gestation or an incubation period. And you're guessing at the very best. And I have seen people guess right to the day, but in over 50 years, I've only seen it happen two or three times. Your mind will lead you close to the date, but you've got to give it everything you've got and you've got to act like the person you want to become. Let me read you something I read every day. The future must become the present in the imagination of the one who would wisely and consciously create circumstances. We must translate vision into being. That's what Goethe, the German philosopher said, before you can do something, you must be something. You must translate vision into being, thinking of into thinking from. Imagination must center itself in some state and then view the world from that state. Thinking from the end is an intense perception of the world of fulfilled desire. You've got to see yourself already there. All the great leaders all down through history have told us that. William James from Harvard back in 1900 he said, you've got to follow the actor's technique. Act like the person you want to become. And that's exactly what actors do. They act like the person they want to become for the script. Well, what we've got to do is write our own script and then act like that person. The problem is, when you start acting like the person that's earning 10 times what you're earning, the people that know you are saying, who are you trying to kid? 
What are you trying to do? You're kidding yourself. This is not being realistic. You want to remind them that the Wright brothers were not being realistic. Ed Hillary wasn't being realistic. When John Kennedy asked Dr. Werner von Braun, who was the father of the space program, what it would take to build a rocket that'll carry a person to the moon and bring him back safely to Earth, von Braun answered him in just 10 seconds, in five words. He said, the will to do it. The will is a mental faculty. The will to the mind is something like sight or hearing is to the body. It's a higher faculty. It's what separates us from all of the rest of the animal kingdom. We have perception, the will, reason, imagination, memory, and intuition. Well, the will is the mental faculty that gives you the ability to concentrate, to hold the picture on the screen of your mind to the exclusion of everything that's going on around you. All great leaders can focus. You got to focus on the good you desire. So good. So good. And uh, I feel like the Gen Z version of the acting is fake it till you make it, <laughs> which I think is true because you fake like, is that, is that kind of correct? Or was I, I was trying to speak to the younger audience over here, but I wanted to throw in all the mis like false beliefs that our viewers are potentially sure. having right now. I would think that people would say, okay, aren't you being greedy with wanting all these things? That comes from a poverty consciousness. A person is not being greedy if they are sharing what they're bringing in. They're not being greedy when they provide service. See, money is a reward received for service rendered. If you're going to earn a lot of money, you've got to provide a lot of service. Our company provides a lot of service. We build schools in Africa. Every two weeks, we build a new school in our company. That's not being greedy. That's being service-oriented. And you're going to find the people that do the most are the ones that earn the most. The ones that aren't earning much, they're the ones that are saying, isn't that being greedy? Yes, 100%. Oh, my gosh. I That's a poverty type of thinking. Throw out any ideas that you've got, the way the average... See, that's the way most people think. And it's why most people don't have anything. Listen, there's only about five people out of 100 that really do well. The other 95 are struggling. I think probably 50% of that 95 are doing okay, but they're just getting by. You can come out of school, you could have a master's or a doctorate degree in commerce and finance and be broke. School doesn't teach you how to earn money. You don't go to work to earn money. Working is the worst way to earn money. You go to work to get satisfaction. Our work should give us great satisfaction. You provide service to earn money. You can be providing service when you're sleeping. There's people earning more money when they're sleeping than they can actually spend when they're awake. It's just that you've got to learn how money's earned and you've got to know how to do it. And most people don't know how. School doesn't teach us how to earn money. There's only a very small group, select group of people that know how to earn money. Sophie learned how to earn money. Savvy learned how to earn money and taught Sophie how to earn money. When I picked up this book, it's Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. You'll see I got elastics around it to hold it together. I've read this book every day now for 60 years. I started my 60th year last October. I was earning $4,000 a year when I got the book. I owed 6,000. I had two months high school, no formal education. Within a year of studying this book, I was earning 175,000 a year 
and I went on to take it over a million. Earning money is a simple thing to do when you learn how to do it. And if you don't, it's very complicated. It's like Sophie has on this hanky. If you want to change your life, you must change. That's the way it works. So good. So good. Thank you, Bob. People in their audience are just like getting aha moments over here. And <laughs> they're like, oh my God, thank you for the advice. So uplifting. Thinking Grow Rich. Do you actually read it every single day? Every day. The whole thing? No, no. Just open oh, and read some read of it. <laughs> I was like, do you speed through it? Okay. <laughs> oh, no. No. You could do that if you get into speed reading. I took, I studied speed reading, but I don't do that now. I have a book holder here on my desk, and it holds a book open. I went to visit Earl Nightingale in 1966. He was considered the dean of personal motivation. He was listened to by more people than on the radio than any other person in the radio in the world. And he had a book holder on his desk, held a book open. I said, why do you have that? Because I want to read those same pages until I understand it. I will read the same page for maybe three months. I want to understand and apply what the, what the author is saying. This book is the essence of 500 of the world's most brilliant people between 1900 and 1935. Napoleon Hill studied them. And then he found there was a golden thread running through their life, and it's what he's got in the book. So as I started to read that book, I was being mentored by 500 of the world's most successful individuals. It would only follow suit that if I do what they suggest, I'm going to win. The problem with most people, they ask their brother-in-law or the guy next door what they think they should do. And those people don't know. Carlyle said that he did not believe in the collective wisdom of individual ignorance. We've got to stop listening to the people next door and go to the people that have demonstrated by results they know what the hell they're doing. I think you're bringing good information to your audience. The audience should listen to what you're saying. And the audience should read this book. I cannot stress this enough. <laughs> so good. So good. And I love what you said, that you read it until you can actually apply it because it's not about information, it's about application. And until you apply it, that's when you get results, right? So true. Absolutely. You can read a book and they can ask you questions and you can answer all the questions. That doesn't mean you understand what's in the book. It means you remember what you read. But are you doing it? It's not do you know it, do you do it? That's the trick. Knowing something is not difficult. Doing it is difficult. And you've got to do it. You've got to impress the idea upon your subconscious mind every day until you're doing it. That's what a paradigm is. A paradigm is a multitude of habits in your subconscious mind that control your behavior. And the people that wrote that program, mostly they didn't know anything about what they were doing. Our parents didn't understand. They were literally programming our subconscious mind. You'll see a baby and they'll say, well, it's just a baby. The baby doesn't know what we're talking about. You're dumping everything that's going on around that baby right into the baby's subconscious mind. You're programming the baby's mind. And that's what a paradigm is. It's a multitude of habits that have programmed into the subconscious mind that control our behavior, our, all our habitual behavior, and almost all of our behavior is habitual. Stop and think of the people you know that are pretty bright, but they're broke. They're working for somebody they don't like doing something they don't want to do. They're not living the way they want to live at all. A person should take a pen and sit down and write out 
What do they want to do? That's what Sophie did. Anybody that reads Sophie's wisdom and does exactly what Sophie does, they're going to win. Maybe that's the next book. Maybe it's Sophie wisdom that's going to follow savvy wisdom. There you go. Seed is planted. There you go. The seed is planted right over there. How about that, you guys? Are you guys getting a lot of value in here or what? I am getting so much value. Some of these things, it's funny that, again, I've heard it, I've read it. And then, again, when it comes to applying it, when you're going to your next goal, you're faced with the same exact anxiety and beliefs. And I feel like that's why probably Bob reads that thinking grow rich every single day, because we're human. We're like, whatever that was planted in us when we were born, it just comes back to us every single time we're setting a goal. So that's why I love it that we have so many different versions of thinking grow rich. And I feel like, well, you know, the secret is one of them. I used to watch the secret every six months when I was first getting started to just get into like, I would like get happy, like do something and, I'm like, oh, and then I can watch the secret and like get happy and do something. <laughs> so it was like the cycle of that. I just can't stress this enough. I love how easy to read this is. I just love yes. it because if these seeds are planted in minds early on, it's going to be just that, that much easier. I don't know if you wrote this for kids, but I feel like, like this should be, <laughs> this should be taught you in know, schools. It's interesting that you should say that because what I found is, I mean, I wrote it for anyone that wants to change their life for the better, because that's precisely what's happened with mine following the great wisdom of Bob Proctor. And Bob Proctor won't take ownership for my success because he'd have to take ownership for my failures. And he understands that I'm the one that's in control of what my life is. But I truly believe he's the best this planet has ever seen, will ever see because of the simplicity of the understanding. Because if we don't have the understanding, how are we ever going to apply it? But the difference between what I've observed from my own results and from other people's results, especially students of Bob's, I started studying him in January 1979. The difference occurs, yeah, 42 years ago. I was a young girl 42 years ago. But the, the difference is in the application. It's like I heard Bob say many years ago, it was probably January 1979. He said, no amount of going to seminars, reading the books, watching the videos or listening to the audios is going to do anything unless and until you understand it and you apply it. And so I love the way he teaches like he's teaching here and I'm taking notes like this is brilliant. And I'm I'm thinking, I can't wait for the recordings. I'm going to watch this again for what he's teaching. Yes, I've heard this before. I've heard it thousands of times. Like he has read Think and Grow Rich thousands of times, but I'll watch it every single day. To me, it's like the air I breathe. That's how important it is to be in the study every single day. Because I know if there's no more air, I'm not going to be here on this planet. And I also decided a long time ago, I'm going to be on the side of getting better rather than getting worse. Because Bob taught me that. He said, you're either getting better or you're getting worse. Which side do you want to be on? And I know there's so much more potential locked up within me that's waiting to be expressed. And so my only desire is bring out a greater version, a grander version, so that I can help impact other people. You know, I know Bob doesn't have to work anymore. I don't have to work anymore. I could quit today if I wanted to. I'm financially set for life. But I do what I do because I love what I do. 
I do what I do because it changed my life. It saved my life, as you read in this book. And you know what? It's saving other people as well. Bob's working with people all over the world. He has consultants all over this world. He operates his business all over the world. And he's found a way to have an even greater and bigger impact through the thinking and results consultants. And that's what he's doing. Why is he doing that? Because he's generous with his knowledge. He's generous with his wisdom, as you're seeing right here. And he has a genuine desire to help people. And you do too, Kiana, I can tell you do, or you wouldn't be doing what you're doing. You want to help people increase their wealth. Thank you so much, Bob. Thank you so much, Peggy, for being on the show. I'm just literally in chilling right now with the information and everything that you've told us. You guys, you need to go and read this book. You need to go and read Bob's book. You were born rich. Yes. And you need to just like this video and share it with everybody in your life to help us with the YouTube algorithm so that I can go and help 1 million moms. So everybody really thinks and grows rich. So thank you guys so much. And I will see you in the next episode of the Investiva Movement. At the end of each video, by the way, I ask all my guests to make a silly face and a count of three. <laughs> and both of you have to do it in the count of three. Are you guys ready? Three, two, one. <laughs> 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 All right, I love it.